With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. As you've never heard them before across the SEN network, we're going to go back to trackside with Aaron Noonan and James Moffat very shortly. But we've had our first Bendix Breaks big moment. A big moment for Bendix Breaks was this. And then it really gets wild. This is absolutely impeccable stuff. Flying down the hill. It's right, left sweepers all the way through here. The beach is to the right. The water's beautiful. He's not looking at that right now. He's looking firmly at the road and he's looking for Brock Feeney because he's faster in the first sector but he's off the road. Courtney is in the fence and the Mustang is in the wall already. He is done at turn seven. The left-hander, serious damage to the right front of this car. Courtney's okay but it is over. Oh, we are three drivers into the top 10 shootout and already our first Bendix breaks big moment. James Courtney into the wall. We want you to send us for your chance to win a supercars double pass, the favourite driver in your lifetime and the event coming up that you'd like the double pass to. G'day again. Favourite driver of all time, Dick Johnson. I'll go the double pass. I'll go to Adelaide, says Big G. Good on you, Big G. Uh, the Kingswood Welder also texts the program, 0457 736 736. I'm building an enclosed trailer for my EB Falcon drag car. Good on you, Kingswood Welder. That sounds like a big job. Big job up at Newcastle as well. Let's take you back there for a continuation of the top 10 shootout. Aaron Noonan is trackside. Jimmy, we might need the Kingswood welder to fix James Courtney's Mustang because it's just been brought back to pit lane here in Newcastle on the back of the Tilt Trade truck. Tim Edwards, the team boss at Tickford Racing, is down there inspecting the front of this car. And now the question is, can they get it ready in time? Race start here in Newcastle uh, is in just over two hours' time. So there's a bit of work there for Tickford Racing to be done. So if you've just joined us, James Courtney has crashed on his top 10 shootout lap. He was the third car on the track, James Moffat. And we've got seven left, but they've got to clean up the track now to get him uh, out of the way. I mean, there's a bit of debris on the road there. They'll get that sorted out. But it's a case now of next car on the road is said to be Todd Hazelwood, but a bit of a delay here to clean up the track. Get it ready for getting the next car on the road because they've got to get that track condition as right as it can be for the rest of the runners in the shootout. Certainly a... Uh, a you know, an upset to the rhythm of the, of the shootout, if you like, and that would be affecting the remaining runners, that's for sure, because they will have to be, you know, resetting their mind, if you like, and, um, you know, geeing themselves up for a, another go at, at this. So hopefully the clean-up of the track isn't too far away uh, from being finished and we can get back on with this shootout. So um, we saw the first two lap times from Brock Feeney and Jack LeBrock considerably slower than uh, the times achieved in qualifying to get into the top 10 shootout. So uh, that could be a combination of a lot of things, the track conditions changing, but also whether those guys had uh, brand new green tyres available for them for their one lap shootout. So I know for a couple of cars to come in this shootout, Tim Slade, he definitely has a brand new set of Dunlop um, tyres available to him, as does Cameron Waters in the number six Monster Energy Mustang. So look for those guys to be particularly speedy later on in the shootout. Tim Edwards is in communications, just seeing some 
um, shots here on our monitors here at Newcastle. And I think the big question here is, do they have the parts that they need to fix this car? These are all new cars in supercars this year, so none of the bits from last year's cars uh, connect to these ones. It's all new, and it's been a case of getting ready and really tough work from all the teams to build all these cars. And Tickford, Tickford Racing, the Ford team, they're based in Melbourne, the former uh, Ford Performance Racing team, they were rebranded a few years ago, they're running four cars. They run Courtney's car, Cam Waters, uh, young Declan Fraser, and also Thomas Randall. So they've had a massive workload just to get here for this weekend. And, of course, it's one thing to put the four cars together, but you need that inventory of spare parts. It's going to be a case now of what parts they have versus what parts are damaged on this Snowy River Caravans number five. Of course, James Courtney, one of the most experienced drivers in the field, 2010 Supercars champion for Dick Johnson Racing. He's been in the championship now since the mid-2000s. Uh, he's still evergreen. He's still as bubbly and as bright as ever. He's the other side of 40, but he's still showing plenty of speed. But this Newcastle Street Circuit's bitten him today. Very minor mistake. Just brushed the inside concrete wall at turn seven, and it fired the car into uh, the outside wall where there's a tyre bundle wall, but there is also the concrete wall that is exposed. And Moffy's hit that right in the gap between those two elements. That's why the right front wheel's been pushed back uh, into the front of that car. It's pretty serious damage for a pretty low-speed crash. Yeah, and one thing to consider, Noons, here is one of the big focuses of switching to this Generation 3 car for supercars was making the cars more repairable and easier for the teams to repair. So we're going to see whether that is actually played out in real life with this um, incident that James Courtney has had. And you, you're, you're right in terms of saying it was only a matter of a, a few metres a bit further to the right, um, and he would have absorbed more of that impact on the tyres rather than more so on the concrete. So a little bit unlucky there. So these typical guys, we can see um, they're assessing the damage as we speak for, for the listeners out there but we've got a car back on track so Todd Hazelwood is warming up his tyres on the way to turn two so he's about ready to um, attack this street the streets of Newcastle for one lap little update I'm hearing from the pit lane too Moff is that the chat is that the front right wheel on that Tickford Courtney car is rotating so that's a good sign it hasn't been shoved all the way back in to cause um, engine and, and chassis damage, but still uh, the radiator apparently has been pushed back onto the motor. So we'll wait and see what unfolds. Let's put our attention back on the track. Todd Hazelwood is the next car on the road in the cool drive Mustang. Appropriate backer for a day like today where it's pretty warm on the streets of Newcastle. 27 years of age. He's becoming a bit of a veteran now, Todd Hazelwood. 72nd Supercars Championship round start this weekend. This is a single car team. It's based in Melbourne. It's run by... John and Tim Blanchard. Tim, a former uh, supercars driver for the Cool Drive operation, but keeping an eye in pit lane. Had a solid run yesterday. Came on strong in the last stint of the race. Came home in 16th on the road. Was 14th when the Red Bull cars were excluded. He is on his way now, starting his top 10 shootout lap. Car number three, the blue Cool Drive Mustang. Looks the part through turn one. On the long climb now, up Watt Street. The climb to turn two, where they're reaching over... 200 kilometers per hour we'll see how he goes the sector time that he needs to find is 24 seconds even to be able to be on target with Brock Feeney who is the fastest car 112.74 is the time that they're all chasing Hazelwood's got it really dancing through the sweepers on the downhill run alongside the beach he makes it through turn seven that's the one that caught James Courtney out and his sector time is a well he's a tenth down he's there or thereabouts in this first opening segment 
and he looks a lot more ragged than the previous cars we've had on track, so he's having a real dip so far. Second sector's coming up. It's pretty much line ball with Brock Feeney. So Hazel trying to stop the car, hard under brakes. It's a downhill run into the hairpin, turn 11. He successfully through there, uses a bit of the extra, extra road on the exit, turn 12, the right-hander. That brings them back onto the pit straight. The finish line's awaiting. The chequered flag is to Hazelwood to the line. The cool drive Mustang slots in. He's got his numbers right. Car number three, position number three, 113.10. He's 0.36 away from the benchmark time set by Brock Feeney. But James, that car looked a little more lively than the two Camaros that we saw a bit earlier. He brushed the wall on the exit two of the final turn at turn 12. It certainly did, Aaron. Uh, he had a big lock of the rear brakes into turn two, and uh, he was definitely sliding around a lot more than what LeBrock and, and Feeney were, and, and that lap time really fell away from him in the last sector, unfortunately. So he's, at worst, going to line up ninth, but, uh, yeah, he certainly didn't leave anything out there, that's for sure. He was giving it all he had. Next car is off and rolling. Chaz Mostert up against the clock. Sixth fastest in regular qualifying. Driving back with Ford this year. Walkinshaw and Dritty United making a big swap in the off-season from being a long-time Holden team to Ford. So for Mostert, he goes back to where he came from. Remember, he was with Tickford and Dick Johnson Racing. He's on his way now, on the run, alongside the big cheery Newcastle. And he's up. He's up nearly three-tenths of a second on the first split to Brock Feeney. Mostert second in yesterday's race. He was fourth across the road on the line, but elevated overnight because of the Red Bull cars being out. Right now, though, this car's fast. It's pointy. It's making all the moves that it needs to. He's on his way through turn nine on the run now. Down the hill, past Nobby's Beach, on the run to the hairpin, where it falls down here. Next sector time's up. He's flying. Nearly half a second clear of Brock Feeney. Ford fans will love this. Chaz Mostert back in the blue oval fold setting some serious speed and on target here he uses all the road on the exit of turn 11 brings it into turn 12 final turn right hander onto the pit straight brushing the wall on the exit this has been calm fast calculating and look at the lap time james 1 12 0 8 6 tenths faster than brock feeney that's a benchmark that was super impressive and what we've come to expect from Chaz Mostert on these one-lap shootouts. Absolutely committed everywhere, not a millimetre of track left and uh, he has pulled out a beauty of a lap time, 1.12.08. So that's going to take some beating. And that is only just over two tenths slower than the time that he did in regular qualifying to earn a shot in the top ten shootout. There was no road left there that Chaz didn't use in that lap. Very, very impressive. He is on top now. Next car, Tim Slade, the Newlon Camaro from Premier Racing, number 400. A number change because yesterday he joined the club. 400 championship race starts in the Supercars Championship. He's on his hot lap now. Up the road from turn one, up what street turn two. It's a long, steep climb. Takes your breath away when you get in a road car. Imagine what it's like in a supercar at over 200 kilometres per hour. He's on his way alongside the beach through three, four, five, these sweeping left and right-handers. It's a real roller coaster ride. His first sector time is pretty solid too. He's only five hundredths away from Chaz Mostert and the new tyres here. This is working well, James. Absolutely nothing in it between Mostert and Slade in the first sector. The new long Camaro looks nice and settled over the bumps here. And Slade has plenty of experience at these one-lap shootouts. There's not much that he hasn't done. He moved teams in the off-season. He's down. He's lost it in the second split. 0.27 away now 
from Chas Mostert. Easy though to lose it. Easy to not pick it back up for this final sector. The Ferry's in the background on the water here in Newcastle. He's bringing it to the final turn. Tim Slade to the line in the Newlon Camaro. And his time slots him in to second. It's a 112.62. He's just over half a second away from Chaz Mostert. So it's Mostert, Slade, Feeney, LeBrock, Hazelwood. James Courtney due to start last from 10th in the shootout because of his crash earlier on. Uh, just having a look on the replay here. And Slade was sliding a little on the exit of turn five. A little bit of curb at turn six. He's best of the rest, but he's not quite close enough to have a crack at Chaz Mostert, who has set a real benchmark time. Yeah, Slade, I think, might be just a little bit disappointed with that lap. Just couldn't obviously match uh, Mostert in those second and third sectors of the lap. He was very close in that first sector, but it definitely dropped away from him um, over the course of the lap. But here we've got, we've got Shane Van Gisbergen about to start his lap. He'll be all fired up, that's for sure. Shane Van Gisbergen, the three-time reigning champs, on his way to the start-finish line. Green flag flying to signify the start of his Hot lap here on the streets of Newcastle. Winner yesterday, not today. Excluded overnight. He's at turn one, over the curb, on the exit. There's a tyre wall on the exit there, ready to catch the cars if they go too wide. He's through there comfortably, on his way, up the hill to turn two. He's, he, he's had pole position here a couple of times before. He's crossed the line as a winner twice here, but he's not kept either of the wins. Can he do it today? He's on target here. Even with Mostert in the first sector, there's nothing in it, nothing in it. It's only a case of hundreds of seconds. The Ampol Red Bull Camaro looks pretty good over the bumps. It's riding the turns. These new generation cars are not as pointy. They're not as accurate as the previous cars. They've really got to manhandle them around. That's what they're learning this weekend. Van Gisbergen is on his way down the hill on the long run towards the hairpin. He's lost some time. He's 0.13 of a second away. Mostert's second sector was something really special, Moff. It was, and it's stacking up to be something very hard to beat at this point. So far, Van Gisbergen, he's not far away from coming across the line. Let's see what he's able to produce. It's close. I don't reckon it's close enough. It's not got the signs. It's second fastest. It's a 112.34, but he lost it. In the second half of the lap, really, was line ball for the first third and then fell away by a couple of tenths in each of the others. He's 0.26 off Chas Mostert. He slots into second. So the order here in Newcastle is Chas Mostert from Shane Van Gisbergen. Tim Slade, third. Brock Feeney, fourth. Jack LeBrock, fifth. Todd Hazelwood sits in sixth. Quick one from the SMS. Favourite all-time driver from the Kingswood Welder, Mark Larkham. Has to be the biggest diehard blue oval man. He bleeds blue. There's no doubt about it, Larko. He's wandering the pit lane here. This weekend, looking for all the stories, he is one of the popular men in supercars racing. Tell you what, James Golding's an emerging man. He's at the start-finish line starting his top 10 shootout lap. He is Tim Slade's teammate, the Newlon Camaro from Premier Racing. Exit of Turn 1, on the way up the hill at Turn 2. Let's see what he can do. He's been so impressive, James, since he rejoined the championship. He drove for Gary Rogers' team a few years ago before they left supercars. He's been in open wheelers and he's earned his way back in the championship. Tell you what, he's fast in the first sector too. He's matched Chas Mostert. Impressive. He's, he's laying down a good one at the moment, that's for sure. Now the Camaro has been very quick through the middle sector of, of the track throughout the course of the weekend. Can Golding keep up the pace? He's on his way through the exit of turn nine. On the run down the hill, second sector time coming up. They've been able to match Mostert's time in the first sector of the lap, but it falls away, but Golding's stepping it up. He's a tenth faster 
through the second sector. Can he keep it alive on the run of the hairpin? He's turned it in nicely there. He's braked it well. He's out close to the wall. This is looking like we might have a new fast man on the streets of Newcastle. It's Supercars on SEN. James Golding from Warrigal in Victoria to the line. Has he been able to bump Mostert? Not quite. Close, but not quite. One-tenth of a second away. One twelve, one nine. Really good lap. Fantastic lap that by Golding. He should be really happy with that. That's going to at least guarantee him a starting spot on the first couple of rows. So, uh, yeah, very solid effort that. The car looked nice, nice and sharp. He drove it very well. So a great lap there by Golding in the new Lon Camaro. So seven cars in the shootout have set times. Chaz Mostert's the man they're chasing still. One twelve. Uh, 08, James Golding, Shane Van Gisbergen is third from Tim Slade, Brock Feeney, Jack LeBrock, Todd Hazelwood and James Courtney. There are just a couple of cars left in this top ten and the man who's now on the road is the winner from yesterday, Cameron Waters in the Monster Energy Tickford Mustang, the runner-up in the championship last year. He's been runner-up at Bathurst. He's sick of being the runner-up for the first time in his supercars career. He's the points leader. He's got the orange number on the side of the Mustang. He's at turn two. Let's see how his sector time goes against his old teammate, Chaz Mostert. He's three hundredths faster. They seem to be able to match Mostert in the first sector. It's the second and third that where the time is made and lost. Let's see how he goes. And Waters, he's a specialist at these one laps noons. He had the most pole positions in 2022, so he knows how to get it done over one lap. 19 career pole positions. For Cam Waters, second sector time coming up. Has he kept it rolling in the mid part of the lap? It's close. Hundredth of a second away. He's online with James Golding. He's a tenth, I should say, away from Chaz Boston. It's at the hairpin. He's a little wide. He couldn't quite get it into the middle of the corner. Will have lost some time there. It's hard to make it back because there's only one corner between there and the finish line. Cam Waters, the race winner from yesterday, on his way to the line, completing the lap. He's third. It's a 112 29. That little mistake at the hairpin cost him badly. Yeah, he was actually really wide on the entry to the hairpin that uh, I think might have upset the car on the way into the corner. And yeah, that definitely cost him a lot of time in that last sector. That's where it fell away for Cam, but still a second row start at worst for him. So still not a bad spot to be in. And we're talking tiny margins, two tenths of a second in 2.6 kilometres of racetrack, there's nothing in it. It is absolutely on the edge, and that's what we love about supercars racing. Now, it is all down to the, well, he's the clown prince, isn't he, of supercars. David Reynolds, the fast man in qualifying. He's the last car against the clock. He's on his way down the main straight here, past the pits in Newcastle, firing it through turn one. The left-hander up the hill, and Reynolds to get into the shootout with the fastest time in regular qualifying, 111.48. They're slower in the shootout because it's harder to go faster with one lap. In qualifying, he did seven laps. He did his fastest lap of the session on his sixth lap of the session. Let's see, can he match Mostert in the first sector? Heck yeah, five ten thousandths of a second between them. It is so tight at the front. So could it be this Ford on pole or will it be Chaz Mostert's Ford on pole position? Five Fords, five Chevys in the top 10 shootout today in Newcastle. And we're down to the last chance. David Reynolds, solid lap so far. He's worked his way through turns seven, eight, nine. He's on his run down the hill now. Let's see the sector time. How's he going? Yeah, it's good. He's three hundredths faster than Chaz Boston, but it's the hardest corner on the track. 
the deepest breaking zone into the hairpin that he's got to manage to get around. He's through there. One corner to go between David Reynolds and another pole position in his supercar's career. Been a little while. Gold Coast last year. He loves the street tracks. He's at the line. The checkered flag's flying. David Reynolds has got the pole, and he's done it by the tiniest of margins. 0.0058 of a second. 58 ten thousandths of a second is the difference between David Reynolds and Chas Mostert. And the Grove team, the Penrite team, are on pole in Newcastle this afternoon. It's an all-forward front row. They're three of the top four. David Reynolds has delivered. We called him the Clown Prince at the start of this. Tell you what, he's a bit of a clown, but tell you what, he could drive a race car. Absolutely superb lap that by David Reynolds in the Penrite Mustang. He was at the absolute limit of breaking into Turn 11 there. Had absolutely nothing left to give and the smallest of margins to claim pole position. As you said, an all-Ford Mustang front row lockout for this afternoon's 250k race. What an effort from the guys at Penrite Racing. They'll be wrapped with that. Super job. He's, he's delivered, hasn't he, Dave Reynolds? That was a super job. Great reaction from the team. Stephen Grove, Brenton Grove, the team owners. David Couchy, who's the team principal, who moved from Triple Eight, the Red Bull team. He was on the radio for so many years to Shane Van Gisbergen and to, to Jamie Winkup. But David Reynolds has done it. He is on pole for the 16th time in his supercars career. The 2017 Bathurst 1000 winner has got Ford on pole. So we are, we're even for poles, Moff. One for Chev yesterday with Brody Kostecki. One today for David Reynolds. So it's Reynolds and Most at 1-2. James Golding, third fastest. Heck of a job. That's his best qualifying in supercars. Cam Waters, yesterday's race winner, championship leader. He starts from fourth. Reigning champ Shane Van Gisbergen, fifth fastest. Tim Slade, Brock Feeney, Jack LeBrock. Todd Hazelwood and James Courtney round out the 10 cars. We have locked in the grid now for the 95-lap, 250-kilometre race that comes up this afternoon. It all starts in just under two hours' time. Absolutely can't wait, Jimmy. That was a ripping shootout. And if you're a Ford fan, well, you've got to be pretty happy, but there's still a long race to come. Nicely done, gents. Yeah, three of the top four there for the Ford Mustangs. Dave Reynolds with the fastest time left at late, but got it done. So fantastic calling there from Aaron and James. 95 laps, uh, 250 Ks coming up this afternoon. What do you get ourselves to a break? After the break, we're back to talk some rugby league. We've got the former uh, Kangaroo. The former was well, too long to go through all the clubs that he played for, but he did win a Clive Churchill medal. I'm talking about the great Brett Noddy Kamali in the studio up next.